You are listening to episode 72 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about how to get back on track, part two, all the things you need to start thinking and what you need to stop. I'm master life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. All right, so today we are jumping off of last week's episode where I was talking about what we need to do in order to get back on track, things like sleep, water, making a plan. And we dove a little bit into why some of those things can feel hard. And this week, I want to talk about why getting back on track can feel hard as a whole. So we came at it from a micro level, and now I want to expand and look bigger. And this is going to be a little bit more mindset related, but there will also be some practical implementation steps that you'll get out of this as well. The main idea here is that the key to success isn't about making fewer mistakes. It's about getting back on track faster than before, faster than the last time. And so whenever we think about successful people, we often think that they're perfect. They just don't have the same challenges that we have. They must not have kids. Maybe they don't have a spouse. They don't live in a certain area. They don't have this kind of job. We have a lot of excuses and justifications as to why they can be successful, but we can't, which is very fascinating, right? Like our brain likes to argue for our pain. It likes to argue for our challenges. And my brain does this too, okay? This is why I know. But the reality is people who find success with different hobbies, different areas, different goals, isn't that they are better or that they are predisposed or that they have better genetics or that they just make fewer mistakes or that they have more willpower. The key here is that they don't let any kind of mistake or any kind of tangent keep them off track. Whether it's big or small, nothing throws them off the wagon. And I think that's really key here, too, is a lot of times we have this concept or this idea of, well, I fell off the wagon. Something pushed me over or I was just minding my own business and then I hit a bump and I fell off like it happened to me. When the reality is we are jumping off of the wagon because you're doing something that you don't like, something that's not realistic, it's not sustainable. And so whether you might be off track for a day or a week or a few weeks, when you are successful in an area, you don't let yourself spiral out. You don't use this time off against yourself. You learn how to assess and to truly figure out what got you off track to begin with. And this is the key here is that you're not beating yourself off for being off track. You're learning from it. You're looking at, okay, what's working? What's not working? Where can I improve? Truly assessing from curiosity and compassion instead of beating yourself up. We've got to let go of the blame, shame, and judgment. They're also just not trying to do it harder. They're not trying to willpower harder. They're figuring out what truly is the key, what's working, and what's not. What is the real obstacle? What is the real challenge? And not just keep trying to do the same thing over and over again, thinking they just need more willpower. This is how we become successful in any area of life. We can take the same approach that I'm applying to weight loss, and we can put it towards anything. Parenting potty training. That's the area that I'll be in next. That's the next phase of life with Caleb that we're going through. Could be with your relationship, your marriage, could be with your career or your business. It could be with running. It could be with all kinds of goals. 
playing guitar, (laughs) any kind of hobby or ambition or dream that you have, we need to stop trying to force ourselves into doing things that we don't like and that we don't enjoy. Okay, so the key is not to make as few mistakes as humanly possible. It's to know that these mistakes, they're not failures. They're just mistakes. They're missteps. These missteps are actually on the path to success. It's actually on the way to the goal. This is one thing I was coaching a client on last week that is really important that we start to reframe in our mind is that mistakes are on the path. They're not moving us in the opposite direction. They're actually moving us closer to the goal. And when we keep that in mind, there's some peace and confidence around, oh yeah, I knew this was coming. I'm on the right track and I am figuring it out. I'm not just throwing in the towel because things got a little hard or it didn't go according to plan like I had hoped. No, we get right back on track and we start troubleshooting. We start assessing. We start figuring out where we need to adjust, where we need to pivot. And sometimes it's in our actions and sometimes it's with our thoughts. It's how we're thinking about things. Getting back on track is always going to feel hard or harder because of what you're thinking about it. It's because of what you're making it mean that you got off track to begin with. It's because of what you're thinking about yourself based on how long you've been off track. If you've been off track a week, you might be thinking, okay, that's not that bad. I can make up for it. I can figure this out. If you've been off track a month or maybe three months, you might feel like, I'm such a screw up. I'm a total failure. I blew it. I can't believe I did that. And there's so much shame and guilt and self-loathing. So we really want to look at how that conversation needs to change because that is what making getting back on track feel harder. Okay, it feels hard because of how we're talking about starting again, especially when it's from a place of dread, deprivation, and suckiness. Of, I have to do this. I can't lose weight any other way. I just have to suck it up and willpower harder. And once I lose the weight, then I can figure it out. It's this whole, this is going to be terrible, and I just have to suck it up and do it. It's hard to get our brains back on track for something that we're dreading, for something that we don't enjoy. It's also hard to get back on track when you're doing a diet that you don't want to do for the rest of your life. That's what makes it hard. We want to learn how do we pivot and get back on track quicker. One, we need to plan for making mistakes. Okay, mistakes don't have to derail you. Remember, mistakes are on the way to your goal. And of course, you're going to make mistakes because you haven't hit that goal yet. You're still figuring it out. You're still learning how to lose weight. You're still learning how to end your emotional eating or your binge eating. You are still in the process of doing this. So of course, you're still going to be making mistakes because you're going to be learning. Okay, when you stop making mistakes, that's often a sign that you've stopped trying. You've stopped learning. You've stopped growing. There are always going to be opportunities for us to learn and grow. Even now, after I've lost the weight and kept it off for well over a year, it's been at least 15 months now. And what's been fun and interesting, too, is over the holidays, my mother-in-law had told me how slim I looked and how I had lost all of the baby weight. And I smiled and I said, thank you. I appreciate that. But in my mind, I'm also thinking, I lost this weight like a year ago. (laughs) Not that I expect everyone to notice, but it's okay that some people don't notice right away. And even though I've lost it and kept it off for what feels like a long time, (laughs) I'm still learning about myself. I'm still learning about my occasional overeat the occasional emotional eat. It happens far less frequently now. It happens maybe once a month, if that. But I don't want to be buffering. I don't want to be trying to smush down my emotions with food or with alcohol. There's always opportunities to learn and to grow. The other piece and aspect that we want to look at is creating a minimum baseline. 
so that it feels easy and doable to get back into taking action. Because it's going to be easy and doable, it might trigger this, that's not good enough kind of thought. That means that you're on the right track (laughs) when your brain wants to tell you this isn't good enough. Okay, if you're used to running, let's say five miles, and then you stop running, like for me, used to run five miles almost every day at a minimum. I've not run consistently in several years. I would not get back on track by trying to run five miles. I would get back by trying to run maybe half a mile, maybe for five minutes, right? Definitely not for five miles. And so we want to reduce the barrier to entry and we want to make it easier to talk ourselves into it. It's going to be a lot easier to talk myself into running for five minutes than it will be to talk myself into running for five miles, not to mention just the physical aspects of it. Same thing when we get back on track here. Can I just drink more water? Can I just talk myself into going to bed a little bit earlier? We want to make our minimum baseline. And maybe your baseline is I'm going to eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm satisfied. I'm going to make a plan and the plan is going to have a lot of the foods that I like and the foods that I enjoy. And I'm just going to make sure that I have a vegetable at every meal or I'm going to have protein with every meal. It might look like I need to have lunch by 2 p.m. so that I'm not working through the day. You get to decide what that minimum baseline looks like. But rather than these big 90 or 180 degree turns, it's how do I just shift back one, two degrees at a time? One degree at a time compounded over 30 days is going to create a really big impactful result. Make sure that you are thinking about this from a place of what feels doable for you and what is going to help get you back on track with some of these habits. Because again, we need to be talking and we need to be thinking about it in a way where it feels doable, it feels easy, where we're like, yep, totally made some mistakes or I totally had some setbacks. It's not a problem. This is all part of the process. This is why I keep going. Here's how I'm going to make tomorrow even better. Maybe it starts with just making a plan. Maybe that's what you need to do is just a little bit of meal planning. Like, all right, can I plan out five meals for the week? That's it. And then pick one meal each day from that list of like, all right, here's the meal I'm going to make today. Right? You get to decide what this looks like because you are the one who has to follow through on it. But if you would like some help with it, if you're feeling stuck, if you want to get back on track and would like a little bit of extra guidance and you want to really make this year the year that you lose your weight and keep it off for good, then I would love to chat. Schedule your free consult at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. Find a day and time on my calendar that works for you and we'll set up some time really just to get to know one another, to talk about where you are now, where you've been recently and where you want to be in the next six to 12 months. What do you want life to look like this summer? What do you want life to look like this time next year? That's what we'll be focused on. And rather than giving you some elaborate crazy scheme, I'm going to tell you some very simple steps of how to get on track, what that looks like, and the specific obstacles and challenges that you might face in particular. Because it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. It matters what can you do? What are you doing? I did a workshop last spring, and there was a man in the audience And he took my words to heart. And I was teaching the more and less philosophy. Foods that you want to eat more of, foods that you want to eat less of. He simply started eating less Twinkies. He was like, all right, instead of eating six or eight Twinkies at night, I'm just going to eat two. He lost 30 pounds, I think, in three months just by making some small, simple tweaks. Okay, I'm not asking you to give up your favorite food. I'm not telling you you've got to go and work your butt off in the gym. There's no forcing here. There's no restriction. There's no deprivation. There's literally no forcing. But I am going to help you understand your negative self-talk. I'm going to help you shift your thinking. I'm going to help you become your biggest cheerleader instead of your own worst enemy. That is going to be some of the most powerful work that you can do. 
And when we do that inner work, when we change our thoughts and our thoughts about ourselves and our thoughts about failure and our thoughts about setbacks, that's when we create momentum. That's when we create success, when we keep going and we make it easy to get back on track because of how we're talking to ourselves. Because we know success doesn't come from making fewer mistakes. It comes from getting back on track faster every single time. You get a little bit faster and a little bit faster. And you assess and you learn what's really driving this. What is really throwing you off track to begin with? It's really interesting when we think about this bump in the road analogy. And we're like, oh, I fell off the wagon because I had a bump in the road. None of us ever stopped to question that bump in the road. Could that have been avoided? Or like, why did we run into that pothole? We don't ever stop. We're just like, it's just there. We can't do anything about it. And so it happened to me that I fell off. It's very interesting. Just these whole, like all of these analogies that we just think of as so normal and so common. I'll help you understand your bumps in the road and I'll help you learn how to avoid them. You ready? Let's do it. Here's to creating the life and body you crave in 2023. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.